Beautiful Not Broken, your weekly inspirational hit of solid advice and life stories coming to you to help you rebuild from rock bottom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in for this little bonus episode of Beautiful Not Broken. I literally came up with the idea to do this episode last night at 11 o'clock while lying in bed. Um, I am back in my creative genius zone, as I call it. I don't know. I went through a bit of a funk the last three weeks. I think being stuck in lockdown uh, just got to me a little bit. But now I am back in that zone where I literally struggle to tune my mind out because I'm coming up with so many ideas. So uh, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I prefer the funk because it means I get better sleep. But for me, the way that I manage that, I mean, this is not what the bonus episode's about, but the way that I manage my overthinking and my constant onness, as I call it, is actually by um, really meditating, journaling, and getting those thoughts out on paper or just getting the thoughts out of my head. I find that that's a much better way to kind of manage that constant thinking. The meditation, of course, slows us right down. I find before bed, if you're someone that can't sleep and turn out, tune out, then honestly, the meditation before bed, there's some amazing lip, uh, like sleep meditations that are designed exactly for that on Insight Timer. I personally use Chelsea Pottinger. She's amazing. Uh, I can put that in the show notes. So today's episode as I've just gone on a ramble, because you guys know I love a tangent. But today's episode is actually all about Father's Day. Father's Day and Mother's Day are such a tough time for people, uh, especially if it's, you know, the first one where your loved one has passed away. It can really bring up a lot of emotion, a lot of emotions for people. And I think if you're currently, you know, dealing with lockdown and it's the first one or the second or the tenth, you know, it's really difficult, especially if you're unable to go. Like, I know I personally can't go visit my dad this weekend. Uh, he, you know, he's not in my LGA. So, you know, not that I'm, I'm not a firm believer that people's spirit lives at the place where they're buried or for me, I'm spiritual in that I believe they're there with you all the time. Uh, and you know, they're watching over you and yeah, you know, they're in your heart, they're in your mind, they're in the lessons that they taught you. But I think, it can be very challenging for some people if they can't physically get to their loved one at a time like this and incredibly emotional and emotional for people around you. So I think also we're heightened emotions at the moment too. All of us are kind of in this state of distress. I've been reading, doing a lot of reading around it and there's some articles that are talking about in most disasters, we can physically see the disaster and we can see the impact. And then after the disaster, um, you know, we go into this kind of processing it mode and fix it mode. and But obviously with COVID, it's just ongoing and it's this constant feeling of there's no hope. We don't have a finish line. There's no, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, in a week, in a month. And I think it's really gotten to a lot of people. So there's a lot of heightened emotions. I personally know there's a lot of people that I talk to that I can, I can see they're living in fear and they have, you know, they have their reasons for fear. Uh, this could be bringing up something for them. And it's really challenging as someone like myself who's quite empathetic to just set a boundary that I'm not taking on other people's emotion. And it can get really challenging. 
but yeah, this is actually about Father's Day. So let's stick to that and not talk about, you know, a pandemic <laughs> because we talk about it enough and we hear about it enough. And I want to stay uh, in the zone of grief and how you can kind of manage what you're going through this weekend if it is bringing up a lot of things for you. So for me, I like to spend Father's Day I used to get really angry and resentful because I was going through that stage. I was stuck there. I would see everyone's posts on social media and I'd feel really resentful that, you know, I didn't have my dad anymore and that I'd had to go through this and had to go through it at such a young age and that it was, you know, so challenging for me and why did it have to happen to me? And I was really stuck in that cycle. You guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, you know that, that I was in that, you know, blame, victim, anger state of grief. And I sat there for many, many years, uh, you know, going through the stages and actually not moving through my grief. And I think it's okay so long as we can recognize that. I had no recognition that that's where I was at. And so Father's Day was really triggering for me, um, especially because it's my dad's birthday generally within a week of Father's Day most years. So it's two huge events in September that really trigger me. None of my friends have lost parents, well, except for one. So back in the day when I was, you know, quite upset at the start of September and, you know, quite emotional, no one could really understand why. And I got a lot of like, just kind of get over it back again. And I think if you're someone listening to this and you know someone that's lost their, their parent uh, at Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever it is, being compassionate and empathetic towards them and just taking a step back to, to realize it could be a trigger, like a time that triggers them and really respecting that maybe they do need alone time and just offering your support in a genuine way. Uh, I had a lot of friends that would, and even now, like, you know, it's been 11 years and I still have friends that beautifully message me and say, Beck, thinking of you today, hope you're okay. And it is just absolutely beautiful that they still, after all these years, put in the effort to do that. And it's not always the people that you would think are the ones doing that. It's, um, yeah, so it's absolutely beautiful when you do do that for someone. You don't know the impact you make. Now, if you're the person that, that's going through the grief and really struggling at this time, feel it. Don't try and push these feelings down and say, why am I feeling this? I shouldn't be feeling this. And don't put judgment on your feelings. Just feel them. If you want to go have a cry all day and lay in bed and eat chocolate cake, I'm okay with that. And so should you be. You're not destroying your life by feeling. Um, you're probably about to hear the garbage truck in the background, guys. So sorry. <laughs> I do record this in my little office in, uh, my, well, it's my mum's house. We know I'm in this standby period of my life at the moment. Um, but yeah, so sorry if you can hear the garbage truck in the background. It kind of ruins the ambience, doesn't it? But yeah, so if you're the one going through it, let yourself feel because that's the only way. If you don't process these emotions now, they're going to process you later. So, and I think the big one is the anger. If, if social media is going to trigger you, don't go on it. Like social media at the moment in general, it is a place that's filled with a lot of negative energy, except the first day of spring, everyone was super upbeat, including myself. I personally suffer from the winter blues. I 100% believe it. Um, so spring for me is a time of enjoyment and refresh. And I literally can feel my mood shift on that very first day because I know that the beach is closed. Well, it's not actually technically this year, but anyway. Um, yeah, so feel those emotions or trust me, you're going to feel them later and they're going to come up and it's going to be twice as hard. Talk to people. If 
they want to know why, you know, if people are concerned about you, just say to them, yeah, look, today is, is quite a challenge for me. And, you know, if you have capacity, I'd like to talk about it. Or if you don't feel like talking about it, you don't have to talk about it. You're welcome to cope with it in the way that you need to cope with it. And I'm giving you permission to do that. So for me, it was raging at social media and feeling jealous of everyone. And that was not helpful. So let's just always remember when we do go down a cycle or a rabbit hole or a tunnel, whatever you want to call it, ask yourself, is this helpful for me right now? And is it actually processing the grief that I need to be processing? And is it helping me move through it? Or is it potentially hindering my growth and my development and, you know, hindering me honoring that person's life? And I honestly do feel like Father's Day and Mother's Day, they're huge triggers because all we see all day and leading up to it is love your father. And it's beautiful now because there are a lot of people that post to social media acknowledging the fact that not everyone has, you know, that, that, that father figure in their life anymore. But, you know, personally, I now post to social media about how wonderful it was, how long I got to know my dad. 21 years wasn't long enough in my mind and it never will be. And I'll never be happy with the fact that I didn't get to go back to England with my dad and see where he grew up or happy that I didn't get to understand his family background more or happy with a lot of the things and that I've, I've missed out on, like my dad walking me down the aisle for the second time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, not unhappy that dad missed that, let's be honest, because he was uh, quite a traditionalist. So me... Um, yeah, look, me going through a divorce or me actually even moving out with my ex when we weren't married probably would have upset him quite a bit. He was very, very traditional, uh, very British, uh, bless his soul. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think, and find a way to honour them on the day, especially this year, if you can't physically get to the place uh, where they are, then, you know, do things like I might burn toast. Sunday morning, like my dad used to, I mean, go for a huge bushwalk because dad used to go for like three hour walks. He was a single child. He was an only child. And so having a family for my dad, I think was quite overwhelming. <laughs> so he would go for really long walks and yeah, look, he, he loved his own time. Um, and look, we are an overwhelming family. He managed to produce, he managed to marry someone that was, well, my mom's my mom. She's, you know, she's the way that she is. And I think Maybe as a part, I don't really know what she would have been like as a wife and a partner. I guess being a child, I can't really analyze that. But yeah, you know, she is quite needy. Bless her soul. She's she always wants to be around you, and it is beautiful quality. I'm not knocking that at all. Um, but yeah, so for maybe for my dad, who was an only child and used to his own time and travelled all the world on his own, my dad had the most amazing travel stories. Um, but yeah, so maybe on Sunday, that's how I will honor my dad. Um, and I'll probably do like a nice social media post. So if you're following me, you'll see that pop up, uh, honoring my dad with the same photo. I use the same photo every year, but maybe this year I'll have a little look for like a throwback back from when I was a little cute kid. Cause man, I was a cute kid. <laughs> if I don't say so myself. So I hope that today's episode is giving you the strength to acknowledge how you're going to feel if it's your first one without your father or if it's your 10th, your third, whatever it is, acknowledge the way that you're going to feel. I want to give you permission um, to do that. As always, as I say, it doesn't give you permission to be an asshole to others. <laughs> Please don't. If you're feeling incredibly angry, just 
find a way to like channel that anger in a healthy way. I used to find, I'm not allowed to run at the moment, um, but I used to find running was my, my healthy outlet of anger, um, literally, or screaming into a pillow. Has anyone ever done that? That is bloody amazing. Or actually just screaming in your car. <laughs> I know <laughs> when the first day that I like off topic, but just about releasing anger. So when I got that infamous text message that we talk about all the time, we have a giggle over. When I got that text message, I drove to my mum's house within an hour. I was fucking furious, let me tell you. Because uh, I knew, right? I'm like, I fucking had known for years this thing had been going on behind my back. And I was like, fuck, why didn't I listen to my intuition? And literally driving in my car, I was just screaming. Like I had all the windows up guys. So people didn't think I was, oh no, people would have thought I was crazy. <laughs> if you looked into my car that day in traffic, you would have been like, man, that chick has lost it. Cause I had, but let me tell you, by the time I had driven from my old house to my mom's place, all of that anger had actually turned into sadness. And for me personally, I find sadness is a much nicer emotion. It's calming. It's not soothing. Like sadness isn't soothing by any means, but it's, it's calming and it can help you kind of manage yourself better. So you can say, okay, my anger was useless. You know, anger's needed. You've got to go through that anger because if you don't get that out and you don't channel it, but most of the time when we feel things in anger, they're not helpful things. Like it's like, that's when we fall into poor, pat like toxic patterns of, you know, blaming other people or, um, you know, hate or revenge and like I have no time for any of that my soul actually hurts even saying those words I feel an ickiness I have no time for any of that I'm well it, like I'm a very feeling soul so when I feel hate and anger around me it literally just makes me retreat um so my anger doesn't last long and yeah, bless, I get it out quite healthily, but it is natural to go through that anger. It's natural to go through that sadness and the most beautiful place that we can land is acceptance. Um, and it's hard to get there though. It's not the easiest place to land. And even when you land at acceptance, it doesn't mean you're not going to switch back into anger on these, you know, on these events, on birthdays, on Christmas on, on these big days that are going to trigger you. And let me tell you in the first year, it is bloody tough when you're grieving the loss of someone, every little event can set you off, especially if you haven't dealt on any level with how you're feeling. And for me, it set me off for years. It set me off for literally eight years, if not more. So I really encourage you to just allow yourself to feel Go through those, those emotions that naturally are going to come up for you. Journal on it if that's your thing. Meditate on it if that's your thing. However your way of processing healthy, healthily these emotions. And really um, being aware. We get to this point, I think, when we work on our consciousness and when we work on ourselves, where we become actually really in tune with how we're feeling and why we feel that way. I mean, for me now, if fear comes up, which there's a lot of fear at the moment in, in society and in, in the world, for me, if I find myself falling into that trap of fear, I catch myself and I say, okay, that's fear speaking. Why am I fearful? But having said that, I'm quite far along on my journey of working on myself and it never ends. Don't get me wrong. It never, ever, hey, there's that garbage guy again. <laughs> the working on yourself will never end. It's a constant process. 
But once you start the work and you start really understanding who you are, how you feel and recognizing emotion and catching it, not stopping it, but catching it and going, ah, yeah, this is why I feel shit. Then you can actually get to the bottom of working through it. So my anger towards seeing people's posts around Father's Day on social media. Okay, why was that coming up? Because I felt cheated out of a life knowing my dad. Because of this, because of that. Write down all the reasons. Okay, so why why are these like thoughts helpful? Oh, they're not. Okay, cool. So how can we change the way that I think and the way that I look at it so that it doesn't continue to impact my life negatively and stop me from living my full life? Do you see the process there? Like there is a real process behind it. Um, as I always say, I'm not a trained coach. I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I just absolutely love personal development. And I'm telling you from the, the work that I've done, how I've done it. Um, because I have been there. I've gone through this grief process, unfortunately, more times than I would have liked to have gone through it. But there is hope. There is always hope because that person lives within you. And when we know that and we can accept that they're no longer physically here, but they're here with us mentally, you know, you're never going to forget that person. And if you are fearful, I had a real big fear about like forgetting the essence of my father. I was like, oh, forget the things like, um, actually I have a beautiful story after this. I will forget the things that he did. I'll forget the things that he said. I'll, I'll forget what he was like. So I can't tell my grandchildren and I won't be able to tell my future husband. And, you know, I just don't want to forget those things. You're not going to forget those things. And if you feel like you may, journal, write them down, have a little, um, you know, my book of my father and write down all of the things that come to mind every day that you remember about your dad or your mum or whoever you've lost. Hell, take a voice memo if you don't have time to write or writing's not your jam. Have a voice memo and then play it back to yourself. There are so many ways in which you can preserve those memories because yeah, like, look, things do kind of fade. They're not in the front of your mind anymore because the person's not in front of you every day. But it doesn't mean they're gone forever and there'll be little things where it comes back up. Like, okay, so this is my story for you and then I'll let you all, I'll give you back your ears. So this week I was going on one of my millionth walks and the neighbour stopped me and I always chat with the neighbours now. I know them all, of course. And he said to me, oh, Beck, how are you going, you know? And he goes, oh, your brother. I'll never forget your dad every weekend yelling at your brother in the front yard. Paul! <laughs> anyway, and then he, he went on about that. And I was like, you know what? Paul is actually the name of the neighbor as well as my brother. So I said to Paul, I said, you know the funniest thing, Paul? When my dad passed, someone said to me, but he never had a temper. And I just laughed. For me, it's always the burnt toast. And yeah, the yelling at my brother was classic. Not because he was necessarily angry at my brother, but just because my brother was making a mess or doing something, working on his car. Anyway. Feel the feels, work through it, own it. It's perfectly natural what you're going through. Sending you all of my love. Um, stay off social media if it's trigger. Know your triggers. Know thyself and have an amazing day. I love you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Beautiful Not Broken. If you love this, I would love to hear from you and leave me a review or connect with me on Instagram, Beck underscore chapel. I hope to see you there.